It's derby time. Come on, tell your friends. We'll go to many distant lands. With Dan the coach and Jackie the skater, the fun will never end. It's derby time. Welcome to the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. This is Jackie Bauer. Thank you for joining me today on the path to becoming better athletes, teammates, leaders, and human beings. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hi there, everybody. It is an exciting time in the world of roller derby because the WFTDA released their June 30th rankings, their 2019 postseason seating and brackets. That means they got out the sorting hat. They put it on the head of each team and sorted them into Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, and Gryffindor. They were judged by their merits, where they would go, how they're going to compete, and we got to find out about it. So whenever we get to see who's going to be playing who, it's like we've been given a gift, like a series of gifts. And we can see the shape of the box. We think we might know what's in it, but it's not going to be until like that weekend that we get to actually open it up, put the batteries in, play with it, and see what it does. We don't really know what's going to happen until then. And in anticipation of each of the playoff weekends, like last year, I will be doing a little preview episode and recap episode for each of those because it is fun to talk about roller derby, y'all. It is fun to talk about roller derby. But as well as current events in roller derby, today I will also be talking about rankings and feelings, feelings and rankings. Basically, what affects rankings and what effect does rankings have on you, your team, your league? And that's all going to be towards the end. For now, hey, let's talk about what's going on in the world of the WFTDA. So, how this all works. Everyone in the world is ranked, la 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 la, everyone gets a number. And after the first four teams are separated from the pack, they get their automatic invite to championships because they are just the four most awesome and this is what happens because of rules. The next 24 teams are gonna be invited to D1 playoffs. If anybody declines, anybody says, no, I don't think I'm going to go play the roller derby this year, the next team gets their spot. In 2018, a lot of teams declined their invites. A lot of teams. More than ever, it was a record number of teams declining playoffs. So before we can talk about the present, let's go back to the past. It's 2018. Oh my gosh. The list has come out. And more teams decline than ever. What? Drama. Well, a little bit of drama. So I looked up the article the Apex put up last year. The six teams that declined D1 playoffs were 
Arizona, Minnesota, Tampa, Sacramento, Dallas, and Naptown. And then Houston, Toronto, Adelaide, Perth, and Pirate City declined their invites to Continental Cups. And then V-Town and Wasatch were ineligible because another way you can get kicked off the list is if you didn't play the required amount of sanctioned games because rules. And the previous high for D1 declines was three, and that had happened the year before, 2017. And uh, you know what? doing a little bit better this year. Let's go back to the present. It's 2019. Hooray, it's summertime. Everything is new and exciting. And only, let's see, four teams couldn't go to a postseason tournament as far as I can tell. Canberra Roller Derby, Houston Roller Derby, and Middlesbrough Roller Derby declined and Terminal City didn't meet the game requirements. And it looks like, according to the website, the 2019 postseason features the most globally diverse competition in WFTDA history. They are super psyched. We should be psyched too. There are eight European teams making the playoffs, five Australian teams making the cups and playoffs, and two South American teams making a cup and a playoff. How neat is that? Things are going to be exciting this year, you guys. We're going to have some close games, as far as I can tell, because last year's stuff made things a little spread out here and there, because when I told you the math before, okay, so the next 24 teams were invited to D1 after the top four. So, okay, so through through 28 rank, right? Should be in there. But because of all the teams that didn't go, number 34, Detroit, last year, was the last one to make it into D1. And they got to go to Spain. And they like to travel, so I'm sure that they really enjoyed that a lot. When it came to the Continental Cups... For North America East, the cutoff was number 64, Grand Raggedy. For the European Continental Cup, the cutoff was number 67, Middlesbrough. And for North America West, the cutoff was number 86 in the WFTDA with Crossroads City Derby. Wow. So, so there's a big range. You could Last year, you could be 86th in all of the WFTDA and you might have an opportunity to go play in a postseason tournament. So that was super exciting, I think, for all the teams that were there and got to participate. But this year, we are keeping it a little closer, a little bit tighter, if you will. The D1 playoff, uh, we've got Paris, number 28. That makes perfect sense. That's exactly where we'd expect to be. And for the other D1 playoff, it's Minnesota with 23. Now, why aren't those numbers right next to each other? That would be because while everything was put into a lovely S-curve, beautifully seated, uh, they flip-flopped a few teams for locations just to make travel a little bit easier. And I'm assuming that they did this in the most fair way possible and that there isn't much to give anyone grief about. So let's move on from that. The cutoff for the European Continental Cup is number 66 with Antwerp. The cutoff for the North American East Cup is number 64 in the WFTDA with Toronto. 
And for North America West, it is 70 with Red Stick. I don't believe I've seen Antwerp or Red Stick play before myself, so I'm really looking forward to the chance to see them in the postseason. So, let's start talking about who's going. Okay, let's start with the top four teams in the world. We're already going to championships. Number one, Rose City Rollers. Number two, Gotham Girls Roller Derby. Number three, Victorian Roller Derby League. And number four, Arch Rival Roller Derby. Now, three of these teams are the same from last year. One of these teams is different. Arch Rival is taking the spot Denver had last year. And I'm I'm really excited for them. I really like both Arch Rival and Denver quite a bit. But it's always fun when things change up a little bit, right? When things get a little get a little interesting, you just never know what's going to happen. Because, you know, close games are close games, right? Let's do it. Let's get some close games. So they're going to Montreal. They're going to have a great time. Let's talk about the D1 playoffs. Let's start with Winston-Salem, North Carolina, taking place September 6th through the 9th, 2019, in, hosted by Greensboro Roller Derby. So the way these teams are seated are number one, Texas Roller Girls, number two, Angel City Derby, number three, Rainy City Derby, number four, Dos Por Cuatros Roller Derby, Number five, Santa Cruz. Number six, Helsinki. Number seven, Windy City. Number eight, Bay Area. Number nine, Atlanta. Number 10, Bear City. Number 11, Loam. And number 12, Paris. If you've been keeping track, half, half of these teams are from outside the United States. We're international. So international. Look at how international. This is going to be really fun. <laughs> I'm really excited for this. Wow. Like, it is so cool to see all these teams together. I I'm, I cannot wait to see what happens. And I really hope we get to see Texas versus Angel at some point because that would be awesome. Ah, oh, wow. What a great playoff that's going to be. How cool. All right. Let's look at Seattle, Washington, taking place the next weekend, September 13th through the 15th. Number one, Denver Roller Derby. Probably really hungry to prove themselves since our tribal took their spot from last year. Dun, dun, dun. Number two, Montreal. Number three, Philly. Number four, Crime City. Number five, Rat City. Number six, London. Number seven, Jacksonville. Number eight, Arizona. Number nine, Stockholm. Number 10, Ann Arbor. Number 11, Queen City. Number 12, Minnesota. Now, that's another, what, four? Four international teams. So international. This is going to be interesting. So I am going to do a preview and recap for each of these playoffs as the season goes on because it's super fun. Talk about roller derby. But looking at this just a little bit right now, how about we talk about Philly for just a second? <laughs> because Philly made a big jump 
like they're in the top 12 picture now as of May 31st, when last year around this time they were in 21st place. This is kind of a big deal. Last year, Crime City had been number 10 in the world. And now they're behind Philly. I'm, I'm going to be really curious to see what happens out there on the track. I'm really excited to see Philly getting back into the swing of things. I still want to see Crime do really well because, my goodness, last year did they have a season. A, a season of seasons with so much pulling games out near the end that everyone was having heart attacks. It was crazy. And then plenty of the usual suspects are here too. We always like seeing London and Jacksonville, even though they've um, drifted down a little bit in the rankings from where they used to be. We're happy to see Arizona back in here as they couldn't go last year. And their program is always seemingly improving. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do. And Ann Arbor's in there. That's a local favorite for me. Minnesota is in there. I, I really like I really like all these roller derby teams. I can't wait to see what happens. Now, before I get into all of the Continental Cups, how about we take a quick break where I can tell you a little bit about our roller derby sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Bout Betty's, the only roller derby subscription service in the world. They offer a range of levels, so you're sure to find one that fits in your budget. The full packs and apparel-only pack options include custom apparel they design themselves or collaborating with derby skater artists to feature their artwork. There's so many fun colors and patterns in size small through 3X. The Bout Betty's full packs also include skate gear, accessories, and stickers. Yes, stickers. If you're one of those cool jean vest wearing types, you'll wanna check out the Derby Flare Club option, which includes a mix of enamel pins, patches, stickers, and buttons made from the artwork of Derby artists. And the Classic Pack has non-custom apparel, gear items, accessories, stickers, and healthy snacks. How thoughtful. As for me, I super love the apparel. You may have noticed how often I wear it when I make videos for our Facebook page. The leggings, shorts, and sports bras are just amazing. Okay, the material is ridiculously silky smooth and soft. The first time I pulled on my Apex Predator leggings, I could not stop touching my legs and asking friends to also touch my legs so they could feel the magic that is this material. And it's so darn cute. There's mermaids, dinosaurs, steampunk, cats. Whether you're hitting the track, skate park, gym, book club, or grocery store, you will turn heads and bring joy to those you meet. Subscribe today using our podcast promo code POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. B-O-U-T-B-E-T-T-I-E-S.com. It's like Derby Christmas every single month. And yes, they do ship internationally. Once again, that promo code is POWER10 for 10% off your first pack at boutbetties.com. And we're back. Let's talk cups. Cups, 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 everybody. Let's talk cups. Okay. There's these continental cups. We still have just three of them. I am looking forward to when we can also 
add like a, you know, region that includes most of like Australia and New Zealand and things like that, because it could make things easier for, um, you know, a, a large group of teams that are becoming better and better all the time. And I mean, I kind of wonder how many regions we'll end up with someday. Like how big could this get? It could get huge. But in the meantime, we're going with these three, these three that we know how to do. And uh, I guess we'll just see what happens in the future. So we've got North America West in Orem, Utah, August 9th through the 11th, hosted by Happy Valley, Derby Darlings. Just, just one of my favorite league names because it's so happy. Um, <laughs> so this list is going to be number one, Calgary, number two, Sun State, number three, Evil. Number four, Rocky Mountain. Number five, Happy Valley. Number six, Sacramento. Number seven, Jet City. Number eight, Team United. Number nine, North Star. Number 10, Adelaide. Number 11, No Coast. And number 12, Red Stick. Now, I would have, I, I would have thought Team United would be in the other one because I consider them to be in the Midwest, but... Hey, I didn't draw the lines. I didn't say where the middle of the United States is. I just didn't, didn't think it was there, I guess. Again, an exciting mix here. Rocky Mountain had a great Continental Cup last year. Uh, they came in seated pretty darn high, left pretty darn, still pretty darn good. I'm really excited to see Sun State in there because um, like a lot of the Australian and New Zealand teams had to decline last year. So Sun State being in there is great. And um, yeah, some some good roller derby. I mean, we'll really get into what types of seasons these teams had in the previews for each weekend, but dang, it's going to be good. All right, let's go to North America East in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, August 23rd through the 25th. August 23rd is Coach Dan's birthday. Maybe we'll be celebrating by watching some roller derby. Hosted by Dutchland Derby Rollers. Number one, Naptown. Number two, Boston. Number three, Detroit. Number four, Blue Ridge. Number five, Sailor City. Number six, Madison. Number seven, Columbia. Number eight, Tampa. Number nine, Tri-City. Number 10, Gem City. Number 11, Ohio Roller Derby. And number 12, Toronto Roller Derby. So, yeah. This is going to be good. We got a lot of Midwest in here. Uh, Naptown couldn't go last year. They're coming this year. Detroit was in D1 last year. Now they're going to be uh, amongst some teams. They've played a lot here in the Continental Cup. So that'll be interesting to see these rematches and see where everybody's at. It's going to be a darn good time. And let's get to the European Continental Cup, taking place in Helsinki, Finland, hosted by Calio Rolling Rainbow, and it's going to take place October 5th and 6th. We're having eight teams, eight teams. It's going to be number one, Dublin Roller Derby. Oh, that one has... 
<laughs> Trudy Snow. What is it? Oh my gosh, I I love that skater's name. Um, number two, Dock City Rollers. Number three, Calio Rolling Rainbow. Number four, Old Reiki. Number five, Perth. Number six, Central City Roller Derby. Number seven, Tiger Bay Brawlers, which is where Kid Block is now after being on London before. And number eight, Antwerp Roller Derby. I missed watching the European Continental Cup last year. This year, I'm definitely going to watch. I'm really excited to see these teams match up. So, rankings, playoffs, seedings, postseason tournaments. Everybody's in their house. Everyone's in their Hogwarts house. And we're just going to have to see what happens now. We're just going to have to see... What happens at each of these tournaments? And knock on wood, hopefully everything is less drama this year and everybody can be super pumped and just enjoy the roller derbies. All right, before I get into all the rankings and feelings talks, what effect does rankings have on you? Let's take our other super quick break where you can find out how to support the podcast. Want to know how you can support our podcast and look super cool doing it? Visit our store at powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. We have something for everyone. Whether you like designs that make you feel powerful, like roller derby strong, to cartoon animals on roller skates like cats, elephants, llamas, and more. Our three newest styles include sloth roller derby, naps before laps, I utterly love roller derby and giver of fox for all of you out there who give a fox our store is full of super soft t-shirts tank tops hoodies accessories and more you get to pick the color and style it's all up to you and you can support this podcast visit our store powerforthwhistle.threadless.com that's p-o-w-e-r the number four t-h W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless dot com. Thank you for your support. All right, we are back. So rankings. What affects rankings? What effect does this have on you? All right. I just talked about all these numbers. I talked about all these teams. So there's a lot of teams going to postseason tournaments. There's a lot of teams that work hard all year long for this opportunity. And there's a lot of teams that don't get to go to these at all. But no matter what type of team you are, your ranking affects you. Your ranking affects your mindset. Let's talk about this a little bit. Let's say that your team sets a goal of a number that they'd like to be ranked. Maybe it's a number that would allow them to be invited to a postseason WFTDA tournament. Maybe they've got their sights on getting into a Continental Cup for the first time. Maybe they want to make the jump to D1. Maybe they want to be top four in the world. No matter what number you set, this is going to be a thing, okay? Now for everybody else, those who are pretty much out of range, you usually have a number you want still because goals. 
Maybe it's a number you picked out of the sky because it sounds good and would indicate progress for your league. You want to stay under a certain number. So there's a lot of things that go into ranking. It would be great to just be like, we played really good roller derby. We played better roller derby. We just climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed and we got to the top and we stay there forever. Nobody does this. <laughs> no team in the history of WFTVA has ever stayed at the top forever or stayed any rank forever for that matter. Everything is in flux all the time. That's why these rankings only come out once a month because there's so much jumping around. There's so much math, so many formulas. It would be silly if we were just had eyes glued to them all the time. I'm actually relieved it's only once a month so that nobody can get too obsessed with it. Because if you start looking at this, you're like, oh, we're working so hard. We're working so hard. Oh, we jumped a place. We jumped a place. Next month, you might fall 10. And it might not have had much to do with your team. Maybe your team just didn't play any games that month and everybody else played games and they all just got shuffled around you. And you're left being like, what did I do wrong? It happens. <laughs> this happens all the time. So let's talk about some of the things that affect your ranking. Some of these things are in your control. Some of these things are a little bit out of your control. But if we talk about it a little bit, maybe it'll stop messing with your head. All right? Okay. Number one, number one thing that affects your ranking is turnover. Your team is rarely the same team year to year. Sometimes it's not the same team month to month. It depends on what your, your league is going through. Sometimes this can be a culture thing. And we've talked a lot about cultivating a positive culture in previous episodes of this podcast. But you could have the best culture in the world. And sometimes you'll have to lose some, some players because of life. Every time you lose people, you have to adjust because you are moving new people into their position. Or sometimes you're trying to cover more ground, more playing time with the people you have if you're from a smaller team. And if you're from a small team, the exhaustion and exertion from playing short, it can make it more likely to get injured. And then that creates a vicious cycle because now it's even more worse every time you lose one more person. I mean, just, just imagine your roster just slowly depleting. Thanos style. Sorry, that's a spoiler. You don't know what I'm talking about if you haven't seen the movies anyway, so never mind. I mean, I, I think about at the end of last season, we lost two really, really, really good jammers. One of them had to move and she was living too far away to travel to us. And the other one got pregnant. So neither of these things were things that were in control of the league. It wasn't because anyone made them mad and suddenly more fertile. That's not how life works. <laughs> um, you know, the, she didn't, the other one didn't move away because of, you know, is a life thing. Is a life thing completely outside of Derby. And uh, we missed them a lot. We had to go to a postseason tournament without them. And we did our best to fill their skates. But it was a, a thing of basically stretching the jammers we had to cover more playing time. And then trying to throw in some super green to the roster options. And, you know, 
you do what you got to do. We did what we could do. And, um, you know, you just miss them because you miss the team you had. But you work with the team you have now. And you just keep trying to do better and develop the people you have. But it's just one of those examples of, hey, things happen. And you just keep moving forward because what choice do you have? We're not just going to fold, are we? (laughs) All right. Number two, something that affects your ranking in the long term is, hey, not changing with the times, like getting stuck in your ways. So there's a few ways you can look at this. For example, if the game advances, things are getting different, people are using different things, and you're still playing 2012 Derby, you might get left behind (laughs) because other teams are outthinking your dated strategies and playing style. If you relied too heavily on a small group of people and didn't develop new people coming in, again, you didn't change with the times, you didn't adapt to the roster you have now, you relied too much on the veterans you have, and you have like huge skill gap levels in your team, it makes it really tough to move forward and be a team. Because sometimes then it's just like, you know, it's like a band, like so-and-so and the backup singers or dancers or whatever you want. And that's not a team. That's not a team. So, okay, let's say maybe you recruit the same way every year because it's what you've always done. But your return on investment of time and resources go, is going down and down and down. You might need to look at your new skater program and think about revamping it or trying a new approach. There's really no harm in trying something new, especially if what you're doing right now isn't getting the results you want as far as finding more people and developing them into awesome roller derby athletes. This can be the same with a lot of things. Like if if your league is struggling financially, it might be because you're just doing things the same way you've always done them and you're not getting the same results anymore because things have changed and you haven't figured out a way to adapt. And that in a roundabout way can affect your ranking because if you don't have good finances, you couldn't accept an invite to a playoff even if you were amazing, right? <laughs> money is money. All right, number three. This is a fun one that can affect your ranking. Magical unicorn transfer skaters. These skaters fart rainbows and uh, skate on clouds and are made of glitter. Don't we all wish we could get some? <laughs> Someone just shows up with skills and experience, like fully formed and just kind of integrates into the team. Like, even if, even if it's a little rocky at first, because they came from a different type of culture that doesn't mesh right away with yours, this type of player can breathe new life and and excitement into an organization. When people move around, things get real interesting. You know, everybody knows Lady Trample went to Denver. Everybody knew when Bonnie Thunders went to Rose City. Like, we know now Smacktivist is at Gotham. Like, when when players move around, we get psyched. I'm sure they're pretty psyched. And you know you've been psyched if you've ever gotten a transfer skater that has, has come with some stuff, maybe teaches your team some things, and can bring them to the next level. Hey, how about shortstop in Canberra? Wasn't that nice? Um, that was pretty fun. I'm not saying like she should like take credit for their 
progress last year. It was just one of those fun things where we're like, oh, we missed shortstop on Gotham. Whoa, look at her zipping around on Canberra. She's having a good time. <laughs> All right. And the last, most obvious reason for why rankings are the way they are, it's math. Math. Numbers and math. So there are formulas. Most of us don't understand them or know precisely how they work. And most of us could probably try and figure it out a little bit, but can't be bothered and would rather just be like, someone else do this for us. All we know is that a calculator tells us if we should win or lose a game and by how much we should do it. And if we do better or worse than expected, it can impact our ranking. But why does the calculator think this? And side note, how much does the absence of the jammer lap point play in this? Because I'm seriously wondering this season with some things that did not go the way it was thought to at all. My team has had several close games against fierce competition this year. Okay? The calculators wanted us to win. And they wanted us to win by a lot against some of these people. But here's what didn't make sense. The teams we were scheduled to play against, the teams that showed up on that day, the teams we played, were really good. And I wouldn't say that our skill level dropped at all or we went through anything dramatic. I thought we were playing as well, if not better, than we did last year. And these teams were also really good. Why did the calculator think that they were worse than they were? And these were very good physical games. These were games that were very entertaining for an audience to watch. And we won two, we lost one, and our wins were not by as much as some calculators said it should be. But these wins were like, one of them was against a tough rival we have matched up with in the past. And we were so happy and proud to bring it together and succeed against them in battle. The last time we had played them, we had lost. So this time winning felt like a big deal for us. The other close win we just had was against a team we had never beaten before. My, my league had never beaten this other league before, but they had always... My league had always felt like it was in competition with this other league because they had started around the same time. So emotionally, these should be really big victories. We should be excited about them. But if you let these numbers, these expectations on this calculator get in your head, it kind of takes away from the good you did out there on the track about what happened in the moment, what reality was. Because, I mean, side note, is the weather ever right? <laughs> we have really advanced weather-predicting technology out there in the world, and you tell me it's going to rain at like 4.32 and nothing happens? Sometimes, I swear, sometimes that's what these <laughs> predictions feel like. As far as like what the point differential should be and all that, like you can do your best to predict it. It's not always going to come out right. And if you think you have to put everything on this, I don't think you're ever going to be happy with how you're doing as a team and as a player. So here's what I want to say about rankings and feelings. Rankings. 
when you're doing well? Yay! Balloons and confetti, right? But when you're not meeting or beating the math, it will soul suck you and your league over time. So when my league says we want to be this number, I say, okay, I'm fine with aiming for this number because we should have a goal, but I'm not going to put all of my emotional well-being on this number because I know how much is in flux in reality. I know there are a lot of things I have control over and a lot of things I don't have control over. But like if you if you focus on this number, you'll start to feel like Oh, what did we do this for? Did it even matter? This will only hurt us, like when the numbers don't come out the way you wanted. But hey, a win is a win is a win. If you had to fight your tail off to beat a team, that was a good game. Everyone in the crowd, they don't know about your rankings. They don't know about what you're supposed to win by. They could care less. They care about what happened in front of them in that moment, if your mom and dad are cheering their heads off for you, you come up to them after and be like, oh, we're supposed to beat them by like 100 points and we only beat them by 30. Come on. What are you doing to yourself? Why are you beating yourself up? If that team showed up on that day and were amazing and your team played their hearts out too, that's good roller derby. Like, I don't care what either of you was ranked, if you took each other to your limits, that was some darn fine roller derby and you should pat yourself on the back. I mean, yeah, we've talked about quality of gameplay and having fun and winning the right way, of course, but any close game, to quote Brad Pitt in Fight Club, you know, you're having a near life experience. This isn't something you get in daily life. You should celebrate these experiences where you were tested and delivered. Like Even if you didn't win, if you played really well, you got to celebrate where you did well. So I watched this game recently between Victorian Roller Derby League and Arch Rival. It wasn't that long ago. You can find it. They are now ranked number three and number four in all of WFTDA. But it wasn't that long ago that VRDL were the world champions. It wasn't that long ago they were the best in the world on the rankings board. But these two teams, they had a fight. And Arch Rival was actually leading most of the game. It looked like they might take one from the former best in the world team. Now, VRDL got it together and got the victory in the end. And I'm sure VRDL was happy to grab the win in the end. But you know what happened after the game? It was Arch Rival celebrating. Arch Rival lost this game, but they celebrated like there were balloons and confetti. Why? Because it was a great game. They fought one of the best teams in the world and did really well. They weren't kicking themselves for losing. They were proud as it was a sign of their progress as a league. So my parting thoughts, love this sport, love this game. Celebrate your wins, 
Celebrate your progress. Don't mourn your losses too long. Figure out what you need to do to get better and get to work. But do not let a rankings loss get in your head. This is just a system to set up these postseason tournaments. It's a system. We have to figure out who's better than who somehow. And we're not literally doing it by sorting hat. (laughs) They had to find a fair way to do it. This is what they figured out. This is how it goes. We don't always understand how it works. That's why I describe it as a sorting hat. But this is what it is. The vast majority of the leagues in the world are not even in these postseason tournaments. So, and I'm part of one of those leagues. So what are we playing for? Are we playing for a number? You know what? Let's play for pride. Let's focus on the process of making ourselves a better team. A great team, a better team every year, pushing each other and enjoying the journey. There will be setbacks. There will be turnover. And we will adapt and evolve because we're not going to get stuck in our ways. We're going to bring in the new blood and we're going to integrate. You know, we're going to become really awesome team together. And as Bill Walsh would say, let the score take care of itself. Focusing on the process is the best thing you can do. Don't get stuck on this number. If you focus on the process, the number will take care of itself. Sometimes things aren't going to go your way, but eventually things will if you're trying to do the right things, if you're doing the right things to make your team and your league better. Don't forget, roller derby is supposed to be fun. (laughs) So we've got some exciting postseason tournaments we're going to be watching soon. We're going to have previews and recaps of those tournaments. Everything is coming. It's going to be exciting. And I have an extra big thank you this week to Abby Noxious, Sheila Stryker, and The Crazy Librarian for your reviews on Apple Podcasts this week. Like in particular, I, I want to, like all three of you wrote really nice reviews, thank you, but I'm going to call out Sheila in particular because this was a junior roller derby skater who took four years off of roller derby and has recently returned to the sport. I just want to say welcome back, and I'm really glad you found the podcast and that it helped you in your journey back. Like, I hope you're having fun. I hope you're having a good time, and I bet you'll find that you still got a lot of skills, huh? (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Celebrate how well your league is doing, and just keep trying to do better. Support each other. Don't let the numbers get in your head and celebrate when you do really well, okay? We have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew! Thank you for listening to another episode of the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby Podcast. I really hope those laser beams of positivity will carry through your day. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook or on Instagram and Twitter at Power Fourth Whistle. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E. 
You can find fun videos of on and off skates training on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Instagram. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you can. Leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts is still the best way to help this podcast be found and spread those laser beams of positivity to more humans. Open the app, punch those stars, and leave me a pew pew!